0: Thank you for tuning in to Shop Small ILM, where we showcase locally owned businesses from the Cape Fear area. And hopefully in the process, we get a lot of information that you can use to better your small businesses by talking to successful locally owned businesses about their challenges and struggles and their successes. So if you like what you hear, make sure you go over and hit the subscribe button so you automatically get this podcast every time it drops. We hope you enjoy today. We're talking with Dan Thorpe from Thorpe Landscapes who had a lot of great information about running and building a culture in a blue-collar business. All right, so today on the podcast, we have Dan Thorpe, the president of Thorpe Landscapes. Thorpe Landscapes is based out of North Carolina and has locations in Wilmington and Asheville. Dan, thanks for coming on the show.
1: Thanks for having me
0: course. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got started in the landscape industry then?
1: Yeah. So I, I graduated from uh, UNCW in 08. And during that time, I mean, recession, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty with the markets. Um, so it was not like the greatest time to, to come out of school. Yeah so I decided that, uh, I was going to do uh, a teaching fellowship. So I went to, I moved to Philly. Um, I got in with, uh, AmeriCorps and teach for America. So I, I became a teacher up there and, you know, this was kind of something I would do on the side in 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 the weekends, in the evenings, um, and in the summers, right. It's okay. a great thing for, uh, For a teacher to be able to do to have a little bit extra income, so we started a company called uh, Able and Willings Very Odd Job Service. Okay. And there's basically like nothing we didn't do. Yeah. Anything that anyone posted on Craigslist, we did it. Okay. Uh, So we 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 went all over. We uh, of just a variety of stuff and the thing we started getting good at and getting recognized for getting more calls for was the landscaping stuff. Yeah. So now I'm in Philadelphia. Um, my first year's done teaching. I have one more year commitment. So I come back down to, to Wilmington and, uh, we just keep doing it all summer long at the end of that summer. We had a client who owned some apartment complexes, and she said, you know, Dan, if you really started a legit company here, uh, you would be eligible to bid some of our maintenance. We bid some of their maintenance, and November, December of that year, we we got the contract. Okay. So now I'm living in Philadelphia with a contract in Wilmington, North Carolina to do landscape maintenance for (laughs) apartment complexes. Okay. So... Now I had to decide if I really wanted to do this or not. What we decided to do, what I decided to do was, you know, put $5,000 on a credit card and bought all this equipment, right? Yeah. So I would spend my weekends and evenings, I would drive from Philadelphia to Wilmington, North Carolina— Okay. Friday at the end of the school day, like 3 o'clock, I would get into Wilmington around 2, 3 in the morning. Yep, I would cut grass all day Saturday, all day Sunday, and then I'd drive back to Philadelphia at the end of the day Sunday, get there around 2 in the morning, and then teach that whole week, leave Friday again, come back to Wilmington, cut grass. And I did that for from January 1st through like the middle of May. And then finally my commitment was over and then I decided to, um, just move to Wilmington and actually start the business that summer for real, for real. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was, it was crazy. That's, that's, a uh, you hear a lot of stories
0: like that. People, you know, getting into it, you got to have some grit uh, yeah. to, to make it happen. So, um, that's definitely, uh, definitely fun
1: yeah and it all started as Abel and Willings very odd job service and then turned into Thorpe Landscapes and I'm sure there's a lot of really odd jobs if you were on Craigslist oh yeah looking for <laughs> oh yeah there uh there was one somebody called us up lived out in Leland and they had no trash service for like two years just had two kids they threw all their trash into a into like this shack and at the end they were, had to move out of their rental and they wanted all the trash in the shack completely hauled away. So think of two years, baby diapers in this just shed and we were in hazmat suits, we were throwing it on trailers in the back of my pickup truck. Like it was, it was ridiculous. Um, some of the stuff, I mean, there was, yeah, there was, there was some wild things. I don't even know what to say yeah. about that.
0: I, I have a fairly weak stomach when it comes to yeah. smells like that. So that's, um, that's bad. Yeah. It's basically at two years, it's just a giant compost heap. Yeah. That's exactly what it
1: was. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was true grit. That's for sure. For real.
0: So you're definitely, uh, you know, happy to just kind of be settled in on, on the landscaping. Portion yeah. then For sure. Absolutely. So now, um, tell us about you you've got two locations so what does that look like and do you offer the same services at both of them and
1: yeah so we started we started the Asheville location three years ago and it was because we had some builders here that we worked for in the wilmington market decided to move into the Asheville market and they said dan we really need some some landscape site work grading um, excavation you know that kind of that kind of work out there and we think that you could you could be you could be really helpful to us yeah. um so we moved out there and then we started doing some maintenance out there for some companies that we had in wilmington it's a really a nice benefit because we get to spend a little bit of time we spend about 50 percent of our time in the wilmington market so we get to spend the time at the beach yeah. and then we get to spend some time in the mountains so right when it gets too hot we get to move go out there for a little bit um we in preparation for that move uh, we built a little cabin in Black Mountain, so we've got a place to stay, and the guys okay. have a place to stay whenever they travel. Um, but really, it's it's cut and paste. We found a model that re- we really do well with in Wilmington, and then we just decided to move it into that market. Okay. Um, it's been very beneficial.
0: Awesome. So now, uh, as a business owner, what do you believe sets Thorpe Landscapes apart from from other landscapes? Oh, yeah,
1: hands down, it's it's our guys. Okay. it's our team. I hear horror stories all the time from other, you know, other colleagues and other business owners and, um, you know, complete turnover yeah. of staff in three, six, nine, twelve. It's just, it's crazy. It's, it's, yeah. it's pretty frightening that that kind of thing happens. I know it's a transient industry. Okay. Um, that blue collar industry can be kind of transient if you don't have the right guys. Um, but by far our staff are uh everyone from you know management the whole way down to you know the guys that just start right they're just trying to figure out how to dig a hole plant a plant like it's that level of just dedication and want to learn and people ask all the time even people in you know some construction companies um where do you find your guys how do you find your guys and the ability for guys to bring other guys that they want to work with, their friends, their family. It's really cool that how that grows just organically. Yeah. Um, they say thoroughbreds want to run with thoroughbreds. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. It's that's exactly right. You know, they yeah. no one wants some to bring somebody in that they know is going to bring the whole team down.
0: And I think a better question with then how do you find your guys? Maybe if you're in an industry that's so transient, mm-hmm. how do you retain
1: those guys? What do what you do in there? You treat them well. Right. Yeah. You, you treat them well. And people say that all the time. Well, what does that look like? Right. What is treating someone well look like? You know, it's being understanding. It's being kind. It's um, paying them at a at a wage that they can f- see a future with themselves or their family. Yeah. Um, and if that's 20 percent or 50 percent more than the industry standard, then that's what it has to be. Right. Yeah. So if you you want to retain those guys? You treat them well. You're kind. It. There was so being a teacher. Um, whenever I f- came down fully to North Carolina, I still taught. I yeah. still taught middle school and high school at, at Ashley and Murray. And there was always this this one uh, secretary in the office that, whenever I would call in sick from teaching, I can't make it into. She was so kind in her way that she would. Tell me it's okay, and we got this, and it would really put me at ease. And I really want to pass that mentality on to when the guys call in, they can't make it, they're sick. You know, they're gonna take the day off regardless. If I'm, if I'm, man, I, I wish you were here. Or, you know what, man, have a day, have a good day, take yeah. it easy. We got this. You know, yeah. like, and I think that just that little thing really, really um, helped mold my understanding of people are going to have their stuff. You just really need to be kind and, and, um, them understanding that people are going to have an off day too. Yeah.
0: Being rough and tumble is not going to change the fact that they're not going to be there that day. <laughs> exactly. <so. and
1: laughs> Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. <bother? laughs> you, you might as well make them feel at ease. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. All right. So, you know, uh, a lot of small businesses,
0: we, we, we face unique challenges. Um, yeah, share one of the most significant obstacles that you've encountered recently. Uh,
1: I think I mean, in the first five years of of business, you know, I probably thought I was going to go bankrupt ten times, right? Yeah. It's it's that roller coaster. Um, the highs are super high and the lows are super low, and you don't know if you're going to get out of those lows. Yeah. And I think that you know going into business. I never knew that, that you see everybody with the cool trucks and the the boats and right. Yeah. And you don't realize that their highs are so high yeah. and their lows are like a dark, deep corner. And I probably thought it, it's probably 20 times. I probably thought I was going to go bankrupt 20 times the first five years. Um, but then somehow and I and I also really see that people they say that the businesses in the first five years, it's like a 90% failure rate yeah. because it's so dark in yeah. some instances. And some people just can't get through that and they can't get out of that. Yeah. So I think that, you know, challenges those first five years is, is funding, right? Yeah. Cash flow, mm-hmm. um, And I think that, you know, how we got through that is you just, you keep going. Yeah. You know, you just, you got to keep going.
0: And even after the five years, sometimes it's hard to shake that feeling. When you bootstrapped it and you kind of, you know, grew it all by yourself, it's still hard to kick that feeling that, yeah, someday it could just yeah. go away.
1: Growing organically is a is a very tough. That's yeah, for sure. Definitely. So, um,
0: so what's your favorite part? We, I mean, we talked about the lows. What's your favorite part about, you know, Thorpe Landscapes and and being an owner?
1: I think one of my favorite parts is. Uh, Finding ways to get through those really low times. Yeah. I think finding solutions to problems is a really cool thing. Yeah. So it's almost like I welcome those instances because, you know, if one of the guys or crew presents with a problem or, you know, they're in some stuff and getting like they come to me to find out those solutions. And that's a really cool thing to to be wanted and needed to find a solution to their problem yeah. when a client has a p- problem and they're looking for a solution and you're the fourth or fifth person that they've talked to and no one's come up with a solution yet like finding that that solution is such a it's such a cool thing and it's so empowering yeah. and i think it's worth i think it's worth way more than money um being someone that people look to to come up with that is neat yeah. It's really cool. It's awesome.
0: So I always like to ask you, what advice would you give to an aspiring business owner? Oh,
1: go. Just go. Just go. Okay. Don't, don't, uh, just jump, right? Yeah. If you're thinking about it, so I guess a person who wants to get into business, just just do it and you're going to figure it out as you go and it's okay to be, um, it's okay to not know all the answers. Yeah. Just try and you'll fail. And if something doesn't feel right, pivot, change. Somebody in business, keep going. Yeah. When you're in, I don't know if we can swear or not, in the shit, right? Keep yeah. going. Um, cause times are going to get really hard. Yeah. And they're going to get really hard for, you know, a period of time. But you gotta, you've got to keep going or you're just going to be another business that didn't make it out of the 90% that don't, right? So yeah. it's, um, yeah, you just you. It's the grit, like you talked about at the beginning. Uh, you just have to keep. You have to keep going. Yeah. There was a so uh, there was a um, a case study that I read in in my MBA program, and it was about a business in Pittsburgh back in right. like the '50s, who was constantly getting berated by this mob. Right? They yeah. were constantly like. We're taxing you. You have to. You, why haven't you paid this month? Yeah. And the the premise of the case study was, would you? They asked all the all the people in our cohort, would you have started this business if you knew that the mob was going to going to be at your door and it was going to be an you know uphill battle and a pain in the butt the whole time, and everyone in the room there were so in my cohort there weren't many entrepreneurs okay there was only a few of us and everyone in the cohort that wasn't an entrepreneur said they wouldn't ever have why would you get into business if you knew that this mob and the three of us that were in the cohort that were entrepreneurs we were the only ones that said yeah absolutely still do it yeah <laughs> and it was and it was so cool to see that even knowing that you're gonna get in have to go through all this crap, yeah, you would still go and somebody in uh, that's an entrepreneur in business was the only person that would know or understand that yeah, and I think that was a really cool I think that was a really cool thing because i mean it's if it's not the mob it's the government, or it's your competition, or it's you know it's somebody that's going to try to take what you've created. And the more people that try to take what you've created, the better business that yeah. you've created. So I think that's a really cool. You know, I like people whenever you know they're they're coming for me because then yeah. there's something that that you've created that has value. Yeah, absolutely. And you said mobbing and, and government. I mean, well, yeah, the same you know, thing. yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> My dad worked for the government, so I, I, yeah. he's yeah he's, yeah um,
0: okay. Anything else you want to touch on? Um,
1: I think we need more people in business. I think entrepreneurship needs to be taught more in in schools. Um, but, you know, I, I taught science. I taught. High school and middle school science, and it was great. I loved the kids, and but I, I think in this day and age, they really need to teach more business in schools. Yeah. Um, at a very early age, I mean, it should be, a, it should be, it should be something that they teach at, you know, f- first, second, third, fourth grade. It really yeah. should. It basic knowledge of money and how it works and how it should work, and I think that um, it's purposefully not in some. R- Rationales, yeah, and I think that it sh- it should be something that we look at um, to create that next wave of entrepreneurs and leaders and business owners in in the country yeah. for sure. So now,
0: have all of your business ventures been blue collar type businesses?
1: So I I we do landscaping because I'm good at it. Okay, because I'm good at the people side of it. Um, I'm good at the people team building, and I'm also good at the people client base, right? Yeah. But I only use this as a tool to gain assets that's going to passively help me in the future, right? Okay. So we use this for short-term rentals, real estate, long-term rentals. We've got commercial assets, yeah. uh, residential assets. So I, you got to use what you're good at to figure out ways that you don't have to be working until you're 90 years old, right? Yeah. So you really need to leverage what you're good at, do what you're good at, and then make that money, buy other assets that can hopefully let you retire at maybe 40 or yeah. 45, you know? That generate income. Block. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's Absolutely. that that's the goal. And it's not to buy a flashy truck or a big boat. It's, it's to buy things that people sometimes stuff that we purchase a, a real estate or a house or something like that. You paid what for that? And I'm like, trust me, yeah. it's gonna, it's a, it's a good investment. Yeah. Um, and I, and I hope that we kind of try to rub off on the guys that like they need to at 18, 20, 25 years old, they need to be doing the exact same thing, yeah. maybe on a different scale, but you should always be thinking, we should always be thinking about ways that, you know, what, what can I do to make money while I'm sleeping? Yeah
0: the reason I ask is because my advice to business owners a lot of times saying like 80% there is, is better. Just mm-hmm. go like mm-hmm. start, yeah. do something. Um, but I wonder if that's like more of a blue collar thing because you're not worried about your product. You're not, you know, is, is this widget perfect? Yeah. And that sort of thing. So I just interested in, yeah, kinda, you know, the skills that I had to start everybody needs just like, they they need yours so that's just why i was asking yeah yeah
1: yeah i i I think i I know that
0: scares somebody a lot of people you know if they're
1: selling um, clothing or something like that sometimes that scares
0: them to just go so
1: yeah and and i think the i think the blue collar industry is a is such is an industry that (laughs) especially in this day and age where it's not flashy it's not sexy right Right. landscaping heating and air right it's (laughs) Construction—it's not as sexy as some of the other ones, right? Yeah. But you can make—I I, mean—you can make way more money in a blue-collar industry than being the owner or being a a, a laborer, a foreman yep. in this industry than you can in you know some other industries yeah. that are way sexier and way more mainstream, right? Um, than ours. And I think that it's, I think it's a miss. I think, I, I really think, you know, the last 20 years, 30 years, people have been saying, don't go blue collar, don't learn welding, don't be a mechanic, don't, yeah. you know, don't do this stuff that we're now that market, our market is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah. So now we can kind of set that, we can kind of set the precedent of the price. We can kind of set the precedent of how you treat us. Right. And you know, coding, computers, technology, all that is great because yeah. I use it all the time. Yeah. But I, I really think there's a miss in our education system um, having come up in it. Right. But also having taught in it yeah. uh, that I think that I just think that there's a lot of opportunities right now that people are overlooking because it's not sexy.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I, I never missed a meal, yeah, you know, since the time I've done heating and air. So it's it's always provided and um, without any college debt. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's it's a. I mean, it's a and and that was one of the thing i I, you know i i went to carolina and got my mba and everyone was like why you already own a business why would you what like why would you go learn these skills that's the perfect time to because (laughs) because i don't know it i don't know that and i want to be at the i want to be at the table i want to be a part of the discussion you know and i want to talk that lingo that you know if if the other 63 people in my cohort are you know doctors lawyers attorney and they all i just have this understanding i want to be able to move between white collar and blue collar and i want to be able to move between it seamlessly right one day talk to an 18 year old that's on my team who just started a week ago but i want to also talk to the executive that's building the hospital right for the university i want to be able to move talk through that you know without question yeah i think that's cool yeah that's awesome dan we appreciate you taking the
0: time to tell us about your entrepreneurial journey
1: thank you very much for uh, allowing me to hang out
0: so now if you're looking for the highest quality landscaping services in the cape fear or Asheville area look no further than thorpe landscapes just give their portfolio a look on their official website and you will see firsthand the meticulous detail and professionalism that the company lives by thanks for joining us on shop small island powered by salt air heating cooling and electrical Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe so you get updated when new episodes are released.